Can we also celebrate the man and woman of God that God just used to take us to another level? Can we decree a word over them that as Isaiah 60 is, they will continually arise and shine because the glory of the Lord is risen forever upon them. Let us pray for this family. Let's pray for this ministry that this ministry will never be lacking in oil. It will never be lacking in the spirit of God. Let us pray that in the world where there's so much corruption of the, of the gift that these ones will be true to their calling and the grace of God would always be evident in their ministry. Let's just give God praise over their lives that this ones, Lord, you will hold them up. You will keep and guard them. Let us pray for the vessels that God has used. Let us thank God because we know that they would operate in even greater dimensions. And it is to everyone that came with them from the backup to the drummer to the keyboardist to the every single one of them is experiencing an unusual depth in the things of God. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's jam our hands together for Jesus as we have your seat. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, sir. Um, I love God. And every time I say these things, you guys always feel like Olumde is just trying to hype. Every time I'm here to preach, I think he does it for me. I think it's something that me and him have as a way to tell me that I'm still on track, that I still hear very clearly what he's trying to convey to his house. And um, every single thing that was just said in worship was what I would be saying. In fact, the place that I was going to start my message on was where he started from, which was about the disciples. And I just know that God is here. I, 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 when I was there and I was worshiping God, I, I want to pray for a set of people that you will find how to dance with God. That state in your life where everything that you hold dear, you are willing to strip just so that you can dance with God. That state of being where nothing matters, not the hair, not the depth that you are in, not the prestige of your name, not the favor that you are trying to get him to give. Bear, open, as you were in the Garden of Eden, naked and unashamed. But you are dancing. Everything seems to leave but him and him alone. I am honestly praying that we get into that season and that experience. And it will not be seasonal in Jesus' name. It will be continual. Because I want to tell you something. See, the world has fashioned every form of distraction. But it is only those that find their secret place that can move in this world unhurt. Fire was created to burn. You have to carry Jesus for you to be in fire and it will not burn. Guys, let's not joke about these things. Water was made to drown. Only he that walks with God can walk on that same water. Don't think you can do it with mental acumen. Only those that walk with him can walk on water. So I prayed for you again that in the very midst of chaos, you will learn to dance with God with your eyes shut and your eyes just gazing at him. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be teaching on grace. And I tagged grace as humans, human limitation meeting God's 
response. That's what I tag grace as. And I'm going to start just like he started. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew, Mark 14. I started to think of something as I started to think of Easter. What is the reason for Easter? And we all know, yes, Jesus died, but what is the import of that to us? I started to think about it that if we were to liken ourselves to any form of people, we would want to liken ourselves to the disciples, right? Why? Because they were the ones that had the closest intimacy physically with Jesus. Are you with me? The, the closest intimacy physically with Jesus, the disciples had it. Let's not even talk about someone like Paul. Someone had, Paul had the closest intimacy and he was not even with Jesus. But that's on another level. But the disciples had a proximity. Guys, you read about testimonies. They saw the testimonies. Do, do you understand me? Enough that he bared witness in not just one person's account. Mark talked about it. John talked about it. Matthew wrote about it. They saw enough that there were no doubts that this guy was something different. They couldn't understand, I must tell you. Because what Jesus brought was counterculture. But they saw something about him. That Peter was able to leave his net. Matthew was able to live a very successful career to follow. There was something. But you see, I found out that no matter how much you try to use mental and human acumen to follow Jesus, it gets to a point where the line is drawn. And that was what happened in Gethsemane. The Bible was teaching and Jesus was preaching. Let's open our Bibles, as I said, to Mark 14, 27. Mark 14, 27. Jesus was teaching and I like to use this place in question because I feel like Jesus showed his vulnerability so that we could see certain things. Now the Bible says, then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made, use the NLT, you know I like the NLT. It says, on their way, Jesus said to them, all of you will desert me. For the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. I like what Pastor Femi said. It's scripted. Jesus already knew that I'm about to embark on a journey. And some of the things that I will see is that the very ones that love me would want to leave. Because once the shepherd is struck, the sheep scatter. But see the response of the disciples. The most likely response that you and I will give in our physical state. Next verse. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and I will meet you there. Next. Peter said, from his analogy, we know that Peter was an old person. He was an OG. Peter said to them, even if everybody deserts. You know that feeling you have when because you get born again, you feel like, ah, ah, with the level of attain with God. I'll be quiet leader now. Nothing they fall me. And I'm about to show you something called man's limitation that gives room to God's response. And what is his response? Grace. And the Bible says, Peter said, even if everyone, he says, I can't speak for them, but I know we share something. <laughs> even if they desert you, I will not. And Jesus looked at him. Next verse. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You see, there's something about Jesus that you need to understand. He's a truth teller. 
Peter was in his emotions saying that. But Jesus in his truth told Peter, I know you love me. But it gets to a place where your human flesh will fail you. It gets to a place where Atuba Dojue. And you see, I feel that a lot of us are in this season. Because God is looking at us. And I will share this in relationship with what Toby said. The reason why you are never able to accept forgiveness is because you hold yourself, and I'm using self in parentheses, self in high esteem. The moment you hold self, S-E-L-F, your ability, your self-consciousness, the moment you hold self in high esteem, you are never able to accept that you are fallible. And fallibility, if there's any word like that, is only a ushering into the receiving of the grace of God. And that is why in Christ we always win. Even though you are weak, you can win. Because grace is what gets you there. Not works. So you get into the season of your life where you do something wrong. And you beat yourself. Forgetting that there's provision made. So that you can live above that sin. So Peter was about to get caught up in something like that. He said, ah, if anybody, I will not. But Jesus said, I'm about to tell you a truth. The truth might be bitter, Peter, but listen. <laughs> Before the cock crows, can you see the intentionality of God? How did he know a cock will crow? Like, if with a program clock, sorry, I just went into preaching. If we program clock, can you program a cock? If you can program, like we program our clocks, we can say that, oh, my Uber comes here in the next five minutes. How do you program an, an animal? Do you know the, what, the, is it the croaking? <laughs> the, the whatever it is that a cock does is an involuntary action. You, you don't get, they don't do it because they are hungry. No, it's involuntary. Meaning you cannot bank on it. You cannot set a cock in a way that by this time it will wake up. He will croak. He will crow. It is so involuntary. But Jesus was banking on something that was involuntary because he had the power. He said to Peter, before the second one, you don't get. Before the cock, before the cock says, and he thinks of the second one, you would have denied me three times. Intentional denial, not accidental. Intentional. Did you know what he said? If you read further down in Mark, the Bible says, when one of the girls, when one of them came to him that, I swear you are part of it. He said, I swear unto death, I know this man not. Unto death. And we are laughing, but that is your limitation. That is me. That is you. That is us without grace. Just in case you feel like maybe this is not particular pertaining to you. Let me show you another part again. Let's look at this same Mark 14 verse 32. So maybe we say that, okay, maybe this was a Peter thing. Let's look at the rest of the disciples. Mark 14, but let's do that 32. It says, then they went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. Next verse. He took Peter, John, and James with him. And he began deeply troubled and distressed. I'm going to take this deeply troubled and distressed and I'm going to show you why Jesus told us this. Next verse. 
He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Don't forget that word. To the point of what? Death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Guys, think about this. Who would be the most revered person in the spiritual hemisphere that we will know in our Nigerian setting? Most likely that the Adeboe, Bishop David Oedipo. Imagine if one of them calls you out. Because the Bible says he called out three people. So already there was already a bragging right there. That some nine were somewhere. And some three were going up with Jesus. You know that way where you go there? The same way some of you now feel because anointing comes when you do worship. The same way you now know because business is now booming. That executive three that God is doing wonders with. He says, come guys. Guys, I can't tell everybody, but man, this problem, oh poor God. Can we pray together? I'm sure some of you say, Baba, we're here for you. I got, I, I got you, man. I, ah. The Bible said, he said, watch over me. He showed them his vulnerability, seeming to say that, guys, I need this. Like, if you don't understand, if I never asked this of you, this I need. I want to believe that that should compel any person to say, I'm going to do this, Baba. I'm Atari. Elijah, ha, I will do more. The Bible said, watch. Next verse. It went, <sighs> I love the scriptures, guys. It went a little further. Meaning, they could read, you know, Yobas. It didn't go too far. If he was here, he gave them the instruction. He just went downstairs. It was not far. The Bible says he went just a little further and he fell on the floor. It means that it must really have been hot. It must have been heavy on him. The Bible says he prayed if it were possible. The awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Next verse. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Next verse. And then he returned. You see, the Bible did not say he did a lot of prayers. No, let's, are we following the Bible? He said he went, he broke down on the floor, and he cried, my God, take this thing away from me. Let's say he had a little minute or two minutes to cry, take away the ikumu from his mouth, and just say, God, this is tough, but not so far after. The Bible says, and he returned. And what were they doing? So I get it that they must have been tired because there were no Ubers. Jesus did not have a Mercedes Benz at that time. You know, so they really walked. And, you know, people were looking at them as the outcasts a lot of times. So there was no food. You know, so maybe they were hungry. So they just decided to sleep. So Jesus was like, ah, you guys are sleeping. Okay, call number one. He says, he said to Peter, Simon, you are asleep. Couldn't you watch with me even an hour? Even an hour. So from that understanding, we know that Jesus was there for about an hour. Now see what happened. The next verse. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. Now, substitute this temptation to sin. I'm coming somewhere. Everything is going to tell very soon. So that you do not give in to what? Sin. For the spirit is willing, but the body is what? The spirit is willing, but the body is what? Man's limitation would want you to serve God, but if you do not address the weakness of your body and stop depending on your body, it will fail you. It is the spirit that can energize. So he said this great quote, and I want to feel like it will come to you as a bit of chastisement. What do you think? If Jesus said this to you, if I came and I said, guys, I just said I'm going downstairs to buy things in ShopRite, and I said, everybody be praying. 
And I came back and all of you are sleeping. Come on, guys. I think we can do better. Some of you will take it. Ah, Pastor Den, it's not, and it's not our character. I just that sleep. We will not go to him again. And the Bible says he went. Next verse. Then Jesus left again. And he prayed the same prayer as before. Next verse. And when he returned the second time, he found them what? Sleeping. And they couldn't keep their eyes open. If you understand what I'm trying to teach you here, you would be less judgmental about yourself. I'm talking about the disciples. So if you are here and you are like, but God, I don't know why this common addiction, everybody in my clique, they have overcome it. Why is it not? Why am I struggling with it? Why is it not? You can understand that it is not so much of the determination. There is something more. I'm sure they were determined. The Bible said they couldn't keep their eyes open. I'm sure at some time they will be like this. It was difficult. Some spiritual assignments can never be carried out in the flesh. You need divine grace. And that's what we are teaching today. Hmm. For they couldn't keep their eyes open. And they didn't want to say. And they didn't know what to say. They were short of words. When he returned to them, the what? The third time. He said, go ahead and what? What do you think he was trying to say? You know what? Just... Just go. I've cried. I've wailed. You did not pray. Just. I want to say something to somebody here. You know the way when you pray, you feel you are doing something for God? You are not. You are doing something for you. If God needed our prayers that badly to stand, he would have fallen on this day. Is somebody getting me? If God needed your prayer so badly, if you feel like your prayer is what makes heaven suspend, if you feel that it is when you call, and I know that some men of God have made this prayer thing a funny something. They say, oh, Tony, come. And they come like, when they pray, God is like, hey, he has prayed, oh, ah, I don't have will again. Answer him, no. Your prayer moves you. Are you getting me? And I love what Pastor Femi said. He said, the goodness of God is not only by when he does it. It is a him thing. It's not only when he does it that he shows that he's good. You only have a limited understanding because you only perceive him when he does it. The more you start to believe that he is it, the more you will see more of it. I'll give you a typical example. If you believe that your boyfriend is a cheating boyfriend... Every single gesture you would, over, you would overthink. If it comes out too late, maybe he was stuck in traffic. No, you overthink it. Yes or no? If he comes and he has a stain on his shirt, it must be makeup. If he passes his phone, he's hiding something. Because you are operating from a mindset that he cheats. Is somebody there? But if you take up the mindset that your, your boyfriend or your husband is a good guy, even when things look a bit fishy, like you smell a female perfume around him, something around you gives him an excuse because of the nature of your understanding of him. If you have the notion that God is good, 
even when your account is saying five naira, you don't think of it as God is failing. You are saying, God, what are you about to do now? I see you, I see you, I see what you're about to do. I know you're about, I know you're about to rock something. I know you're about to make something happen. Let me know, let me know, let me know. I don't like to be put on guesswork. But about what's happening? Who is the raven? Who is the Elisha? Who is the widow's alpha? Because I know I don't get stranded with God. It's a mindset. So the Bible says, it said, you know what, just sleep and go. I said that to say to you. Your human acumen fails you. Because in the journey of the spirit, it is not your flesh that runs the race. It is your spirit, man. So how do we now navigate? I said, if as close as the disciples were, the disciples couldn't stay awake. It means that the best gift wasn't the signs and wonders they saw. Let me explain that to you. What could it have been that as close as Peter was, he couldn't stay to the very end. He still denied. What could it have been? Was it that the signs and wonders were not enough? They literally saw everything. They, they, they ate with him. Guys, now, you, you don't understand. They, they made jokes with him. They did fist bump. They slept together. Perhaps one of them snored and Jesus was like, we need to fix that. And they laughed. They were brothers. Enough for them to leave everything and follow. Do you understand that level of relationship? How is it that it was not enough? Do you not understand when Jesus going will say, I will not leave you without a comforter. I will send for you the Holy Spirit. It must mean that we can be brethren and be fist bodies. But you see, when it comes to what makes me me, the Holy Spirit, and I will be wicked if I don't give it to you. These guys worked with him. These guys defended him. Like, I want to imagine when they were faced with Caesar. And Caesar said, oh, and they said that, oh, we need tax. And Jesus just looked at them. Um, we all know that Judas Iscariot was the treasurer, right? And he must have called Judas. Judas, how much you get for them? <laughs> and I'm sure, let's just do role play. Judas being the kind of person that he is. He said, you don't spend money finish now. <laughs> Not in day here. You don't move. You don't enter up today. And Jesus was like, okay, um, you, fisherman, okay, go to the fish. You'll find money there. Scam, scam, you won't come out. Like, I, I want us to play this thing if Jesus was in your normal day setting. If I just told you now that my rent is due, and I'm like, ah, your rent is due, go to the bank, you'll see money there. He said, Baba, I don't need to go to the bank. I get my, my bank alert today here. Nothing done doing pakam. I said, no, the exercise is in the going. When you get there, say that you did not see money. Then I know I'm not God. I'm like, no, now, Baba, make it wing here. He just said, go to the mouth of the fish. And lo and behold, the miracle that they caught fish, number one. Then the fact that in the mouth of the fish, they found the money that was not short to Naira. It was just enough for the taxes to be paid. Shows you about the intentionality of God. 
But you see, guys, if you always come with a logic, now permit me to use this word because this over-analytical woke Christianity mindset, if you come with it every time to the table of God, you will rob yourself of what is called faith. Because faith and over-analytical woke mindset, they don't always comply. Because it doesn't make sense that you sin and I don't sin, but my death covers your sin. But you believe it. And that in itself is faith. That we all sit here now, hoping that a rapture is coming. And when it happens, we will poof, go. It's faith. Why can't that faith help you in your resources? Can you see? But we are very over-analytical. But let me sidestep and leave that. So there must have been something that was needed beyond proximity. And that's why I want to beg of you. It is not enough that your best friends are pastors. It's not, a, it's not enough that you have gospel music alone on your, on, your, on, your gospel, on your app. It's not enough that you come to the Hope Center and your pastor is a correct guy that you can call him at any time. It's not enough. There needs to be something more. And that is a walking with the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you something about that? It's grace. It is freely given. So you don't need to walk for it. Some of you think that, as I've said, it's a walking with the Holy Spirit. Now, you first need to do speaking in tongues 10 minutes. Rekada. You know the kind of speaking in tongues that intimidates your neighbors? Ikrakato. Put more consonants than vowels. Krikakaka. Krokraka. You see why we are laughing? When I started to speak in tongues, I remember that service. I was young. I was about, it was 7 to 11 class. So I was between 7 to 11. I can't remember the exact age. And the brother said, just open your mouth and the Holy Spirit will feel it. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't want to know what will come out of my mouth, man. Because all I could think of was Wu Tang rap, Jay Z, hey, what was all those other guys there? Timbaland. I say if I if I say anything, I'll just be busting Eminem right now. Don't let me open my mouth. And I found out that while I was being true to myself and I was just saying, Holy Spirit, help me, fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. And honestly, the only thing I could say was, I think. A lot of us think that it's entry level speaking. It's all, you know. I saw some other guys that were really invoking this thing. I said, yeah, seven to eleven. And I went to meet one of them. Guys say, ah, I'm hearing them. I'm saying it now. And I laughed. But the day the power of God came upon me, it was in a worship service, and worship was just going. And you see, there's something about me. I love worship. But it started as I loved R&B. Yeah. Yeah. So chances that I could speak in tongues in a usher, usher uh, concert. Ah. But there's something about this worship this day. Ah. It convicted my heart about love. And that's why I'm praying again that love will conquer somebody today. You see... It was not a joke that we said, let's bring Femi Okunuga. I love that guy to bits. Because he's one of the, not, let me not say he's one of the people that knows how to portray the love of God. And every time I find myself there, I start to dance. 
And as I got in there, I just started to rap a code and abashi and all that. I'm saying it. Then I remember what the uncle said. That keep saying it. And it became a part of me. What am I saying, guys? You can't use head knowledge. But the heart knowledge that you need is simple. Just give your heart. Do you get me? It's not so complex that if you struggle with mathematics, you can't get the kingdom of God. It's not that complex. But you must surrender the heart. So I started to look at this. And I said it had to be something more. It had to be something that these guys needed even when Jesus was going to go. Because you saw it, that immediately Jesus left. And that is how you know workings of the flesh. Immediately Jesus left. What happened? Someone like Peter, what did he go back to do? He went back to fishing. What happened to the disciples? They started to hide. That's what they did. In fact, if you read Mark, I, because of the way I preach, I, I preach into a lot of things. Go back and read the scriptures, please. You would enjoy it. Because when I write my notes, 90% of the time, they end up in my heart. Because there's, there's just so much beauty that he reveals to me. And as I write them down, I'm like, whoa. I'm looking at something and I'm like, mm, mm. so please go and do your, mm, mm. Go, and, go and read the scriptures. But you see, one of the things I found out was, Jesus was not upset that they denied him. Ah, you saw my family of the Kunga said that if you were you, you'd be tired of you. He wasn't upset. He said, you're going to deny me. If it's me or you. You know, there's an account in one of the four Gospels that said, and Jesus looked at Peter when the crook crowed. Mark doesn't have that account. Mark just said that when the crook crowed, when, just edit whatever the writing is in this message. When the crook, the cock did what he was supposed to do. All of you that are laughing, maybe you will teach your pastor. Eh? As the education is remaining one, you will teach him. You know? But when the cock did whatever he did, the Bible says, and Peter's heart melted. We'll find a way around this. Hey, the mummy. You want to tarnish my covenant university money? <laughs> it don't work. The Bible says, and Peter felt bad. But can I tell you something? That bad was not unto God. God did not put it on him. It is the way you respond when you sin. Is somebody getting something? It's your own mechanism of self-beating yourself. That, oh, then some of you, you stay there. But you saw one thing I love about Peter. Peter was still never far. In the gathering, Peter was there. See Peter's account. See Judas Iscariot's account. The Bible says when this same thing happened to Judas Iscariot, what was the next thing Judas Iscariot went to do? He went to hang himself. Let me tell you something in a man's life. The day hope is taken away from a man, suicide is the next thing. Think about it. There was something about Peter that still knew that as low as I am, there is no shadow he won't light up. Mountain he won't climb. Coming after. He knew that. He knew that as deep as I can. The Bible says in Job, even if I lay my bed in hell, you are there with me. And that was what was able to make him receive again the love of Jesus. Because if you look at the account, the Bible says when he went fishing 
and he saw one man, because the Bible recorded that they did not know it was Jesus. You know, he, they saw somebody say, oh guys, cast your net to the other side. And they're like, oh thanks bro, we, we, we didn't catch anything, but if you say so well. And they did, and for the, they, they, they saw fish. Then he dawned on Peter, oh my God, oh my, this. The Bible says when he heard that it was the Lord, do you know what the Bible said he did? The Bible said he left the fish, he jumped into the water, and started swimming to the shore. That is a heart that knows. And no matter how sinful my nature is, there is a love that conquers my sin. And as I continue with him, I will become like him. So I started to look at this nature of sin that always keeps us beating ourselves and not in most cases reaching out for love. Because I feel the, the response to sin is love. When you sin, I think that's the next, the next thing to do is to cry out, Lord, have mercy. But you see, an overestimated worth about yourself is what keeps you from receiving grace. I remember this very funny story. You know, when I got born again, under Pastor Bimbo Dukoya, Pastor Bimbo had this thing where every time she preaches a message, Pastor Bimbo was just a phenomenal woman of God because when she preaches... You're either crying or you're crying. Then she ends up by saying, everybody stand up. And we all stand up. I said, if you know. Then she says, Reboshke. That if the trumpet sounds now, you can't make it. Do yourself a favor. Don't sit down. Then you see men. The heart wants to sit, <laughs> but the spirit is able to bat sit, Mary. And I remember that I would be in those meetings and I would be so compelled. Because guess what? Oh, my boy just sinned one minute ago. You don't understand. And I'm there and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to come to my church again. <laughs> it's too vindictive. And I would always stand. Or sometimes I would all rough him and say, <laughs> human limitations. Then my mother called me out on this day. I feel she called me because of embarrassment. You know, your mother, I was a young boy. I was a young lad. I was, I'm sure, between the age of 11. You know that juvenile age where you're hearing many things and experimentation becomes the next order of things. So my mother called me. She said, I see that you come out every water come. But, you see, when God saves you, he has saved you. What is now next is that you develop a relationship where you can go back to him to say, Lord, I'm sorry. You know? Just imagine if for every time you sin against me, I always have to pick you up at the police station. <laughs> Even the police will say, ah, ah, what's going on here? And she said that to me. And one of the things that did to me was it showed me that my stain is my stain. It does not rob God. You know the way you feel like it's your stain that is making God black? No. He is spotless. When you come to him, that's why the Bible says, come unto me all ye that labor and heavy laden. I would do what? Did you get that? Come with your burden. As you are approaching, the burden becomes light. You enjoy rest. Have you been in the arms of somebody that you, maybe your father, let me use father so that some of you can stay sane. You know, in the hands of your father, and your father just talks to you and you just fall asleep. But prior to him talking to you, you had a migraine. 
as he spoke, where did the migraine go? That's it. As you behold God, things start to shed. Then you fall asleep. So I started to see that, you know what, the nature of love that we are talking about is a love that can clean red and turn red to white. It's not a nature that before he cleans it, he will warn me, he warn you, 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 you. No, 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 no. That's me. That's the way I deal with me. The way he deals with me is only me day I have forgiven you before you sinned. So what do I do so that I don't take grace for granted? I start to live with the consciousness that I'm a forgiving man. And it is too much for me to find myself on the floor when he has put me in the place of elevation. I'll give you this funny thing that happened. Well, it's not funny, but I'll share it all the same. As I like to open my business in the public. At about, I think, 2018. No, prior to that time, when I was working in my, place of, um, my former place of employment... Because of how volatile that industry was in terms of we go out to the bars and we do like activations. We, I used to sell drinks, alcohol, and non-alcohol things. You know, but for some of those brands, for you to push them, you need to go to bars. And, you know, we had people that we call promoters, um, young ladies that go and they converse with people, tell them, oh, sir, this brand is doing an activation, airports now, and, you know, good. I'm going to show you something about where your human limitation fails you. By this time, I left school, so already I was already behind the name Bishop. But because of the constance of how much I had been with my colleagues and this, the repetitive nature of the things they did, even what should be appalling started becoming appealing. So my, my colleagues will tell me, Olimde, so now, where we, now the way we they run now, we don't say you'll be pastor, but now the way we they run now, when we are done, the finest of all these girls, we put them in one room and blah, 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 blah. I was not married then, so don't think that I was already enjoying the pleasure of sex, no, so I was as in need as they were. And guess what? Some of them were even married, so God save us. And this guy said this thing so often, so numerous, because for a brand that does alcohol, you literally do activations Maybe four times in a month. So, what was, ah, mm, never, mm, me, like, like, eh, I wrapped my vegetables for Jesus. After a while, I remembered on this one occasion, something in me just said, ah, holy day, a big boy now. Ah, because me, I was a very, very legit guy. These my friends, or these my colleagues, they will not even pay the girls complete. You are stealing from them. You are not taking from them. God will help them with the things those guys have heaped on their head. Only Jesus. Now, for me, I was astute. I was, you do your work, I pay you. Don't do, all of a sudden, you get out of here. But you see, this was the workings of discipline and determination. But you see, as you start to reduce your access to the presence, and you start to fill up your time with other things that do not matter, the enemy starts to elevate certain lost desires inside of you and starts to amplify them to the point where apple that God says do not touch becomes the one thing that somebody says, if you touch it, you have wisdom. Is somebody there? If you look at the way Eve started that conversation, she started with a lot of confidence. She said, no. God said... 
we should not touch any apple. Any fruit is not even apple. So let's just change that. Yeah. God said that we should eat of everything here except for that fruit. She said with so much confidence. But you see where the enemy got her. The Bible said, and she saw the fruit and it was good to the eyes. That was where the devil got her. The moment where iniquities now starts to become, ah, I'm not doing, what's that boy's name? And for this day, let me get to my jeans. You guys like this too much. Let me get to my story. So, I was supposed to play one of the girls. The last one, the finest of them all. Tall like this. Finish. So I told her, come into my car. You guys will laugh at me, but I've given my life to Jesus. And part of giving it also comes with the fact that I will be ridiculed. So I called the girl into my car. And I wanted to do like my boys, my friends. But I had no words. knew they did it, but the walkings, I didn't. I, so the guy was like, okay, okay, can you please pay me my money? I'm like, eh, but you know now. The guy's like, you know what? I'm like, you know now. The guy's like, I, I honestly felt so stupid. You know? I, I couldn't chill with the big boys. And out of shame, I just let her go. But I'm going somewhere. This is, what, this, is, this is funny. But I'm going to show you how the devil works. So I just let the girl go. And I counted my loss, paid off. And I said, never in my life. You know what? You have disgraced yourself. You will never use this girl again. Just hope that she doesn't tell the rest of the girls that this is what this guy is about. Fast track to 2018. I'm currently working where I work. I have an office meeting in the U.S., and at this level, I was more of a big boy than I was then. Pepe was resting a bit better. Life was looking a bit chilled. So I went to this conference in the United States, fully sponsored by my organization. And we saw some promoters there in the U.S. And there was this very fine one. And this one came to meet me. He said, oh, are you from Nigeria? I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm such a huge fan of your market, like your music. I'm like, <laughs> like David O, Burning a Boy. We, oh, what's that? What, what's is it? Whiz? I'm like, Whiskey. Yeah. You know, and she just started, and something in me again came and said, I will leave me dinner. Oh, maybe from home. Nobody has to know. I'm saying 2018, no, guys. You know, too far. Now, just backyard, if we come out co co coronavirus, it's just last week. <laughs> now, we exchanged contacts, just Instagram, blah, blah, blah. But I remember that, ah, my room was unwholesomely cold that night. I was, because I was a big person, the kind of room they gave me was a very palatial room. Like, I've never seen, I, I, I don't, it was equivalent of like a presidential suite. My wife was not with me on this trip. I was, you see? It was just me there. The bed, you can literally play, literally play table tennis. You play like, you go to the other side. It was that big. Then, you know, the enemy now started to say, ah, let me now, just holler this babe now. 
This one is even US. They don't want cocoon. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't really mind. They don't have a problem. But you see something. Between that time and now, I knew a little better than to rely on my strength. I just started to worship God there. What was supposed to be a cold room that was becoming pregnant with iniquity looming. I converted it. Not by telling myself that loom day or day she nothing happened because something can happen. But it's by saying, Father Lord, I surrender this urge. I surrender this feeling. I surrender myself. And guess what, guys? From having appetite for what was appalling, I started to have appetite for what I needed, which was worship. And that was how I cut. You see, there's one thing to cut a tie because you don't want to get caught. There's another thing to cut a tie because somebody has captivated your love. And Jesus captivated my love there. And I did not have a reason. Guys, you don't get it. I'm telling you, I'm, I was married. Or I'm married. As at that time, I was a married man. I was a ring-wearing individual. And my wife was a couple of mighty million kilometer years ahead. I could have taken the gamble of saying that nobody has to know. But you see, the love of God compelled me. And that is why I'm telling men and women in this house, stop leaning on your own understanding. When you know that there are areas of your life where you are struggling, turn it into God and take it as worship. Stop feeling that you can take it by yourself because that is what makes men fall. The enemy, I told somebody something. I said, you see this thing that you call one night stand? The enemy had been planning this over 30 years ago. For that one day that you will make that slip up. It will not be that one that will have baby. It will not be that baby that will be born by that lady that is on Instagram. It's that one that is on Instagram that will not know your cousin. That, he has been planning it since. You are not wise enough to one that has lived older than you. So when the Bible says flee from evil, flee. So I'm going to teach you four things that sin does to you. The first thing, sin in prisons. I've never seen anybody that sins that does not want to go back to it. Think about it. Sin is not a one-time thing. It imprisons you. That lady that says, I will not sleep with that guy before I get married. But you now did. What has happened to you? You have not made you feel like, ah, well, what I say I will not give, I've cuckoo given. So let's just cuckoo give it cheerfully. Sin would imprison you to go back for more. I'll give you another story, guys. Ay, 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 before I started working in the second company that was selling alcohol, my very first company, I was, I, I was a consultant. But you see that consultant, eh, it was because the person that owned the firm was my mother's friend and I was looking for a job and I couldn't find it. So they just said, you know what, come and work here. Don't, ah, after Covenant University, you're not going to rot away in the house. Don't be doing something here. So I remember vividly, there was this day, we went to do an audit in a very funny, I'm not going to mention the name, it's a Nigerian parastatal. And they are very, very huge. They're somewhere in a papa. Let's leave it like that. We went to do an audit of the things that the government said they bought with your Nigerian money. And some of those things were supposed to be live vest. And we counted millions of live vests that had expired. And those guys were writing it as they were still there. I'm talking about the level of corruption that was in there. These people had laptops that they were not accounting for. Because in the books we're seeing 20. But in real life we're seeing 40. Things that were not accounted for. And on the last day, as a charitable gift, all of them say, ah, take now. 
And I needed a power bank desperately that time because I didn't have a laptop. So I was using my office laptop. So I needed to take with a power, uh, sorry, not power bank, um, external hard drive. I needed to take all the movies I used to download. Yes, I was part of them that used to use Wi-Fi to download. Yeah. To download movies and go and play it in my house. So I needed that external hard drive. Guess what, guys? The day before the last day, I took one. And I started going home. And the Holy Spirit did not allow me rest. Ooh. I pray somebody understand what it means when they say the Holy Spirit arrests a man. He arrested me. And guess what? That's not the first time he arrested me. The other day he arrested me, I will tell you in my sermon next. So come next Sunday. But this one, he arrested me, guys. I was asking, show you power bank, Lonnie. Show you external hard drive, Lonnie. It's just, four te- just one terabyte. And it was like, Olumi, they go and drop that thing. It was not the fear of getting caught. It was him that was looking at me. I felt I was going to lose something because I knew that there is a fellowship I had that was sustaining 40,000 naira as a salary and I was still okay. I felt I was going to lose something. And it was me and my colleague that took it based on arrangement. And my colleague was also Christian. So the next day I went back to her and I said, you know what, I just don't feel, I don't feel really cool about this and I returned it. And she looked at me very weirdly. I don't know whether she returned it or she didn't. I returned that thing and I felt the peace of God and I just said, you know what, thank you Jesus. Amplified to when I now started working in Guinness. Okay, I've already said you know the company, don't be. The nature of my company was that when you do some of these promotions, guys, they never finish the drinks. You can literally stage manage with an outlet owner to say, sir, the company said, if we give you two crates, if you buy two crates, we will give you one. But you know what we are going to do? Because I'm the one choosing the name of the outlets. If you don't give me half of that, your one, I will not put your name in the list so you lose it. Because my friends were doing it. And it was a good way of making money. But something compelled me. The Holy Spirit. For the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It was where? And it starts to do a walking in your mortal body. It starts to do a living, a restlessness. A olumde, you are not like them. You will not be conformed to this world. For you are in this world and you are not of this world. He started to wrestle with me. And as much as I want to do it, I'll just say, oh God, just take. And some of them will even come because they feel like the more they give you, the more you always pick their outlet. And you say, madam, don't worry. If how much is remaining, I will take them back to the company. They're like, ah, olumde, they don't take back. You knock it off. We do pia pia pia. Guys, amplify to where I work now. There are certain types of deals I do that sometimes I need to reward certain people with thinking their millions. God has conquered that thirst in me. If He did not conquer it when it was time for external hard drive, it will be a yoke where I am. In fact, maybe they would have caught me like they caught some of my friends in my place of former assignment and they took them off and some even went to prison. I would have messed up a future because I was not willing to surrender. 
I started this sermon by showing you how it can look like you have it all figured out. But if you rest in the power of the flesh, it will fail. So how does this tie to Easter? Jesus said, I am about to go. But I will not go without leaving you a helper. So what does Olumide do now? I know they count myself like Superman. I know they do like say I don't arrive. My helper, oh, my helper, my helper, oh, not our helper, I mean no waiting they do me, my helper, yeah, 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 there is something that makes me run into your prayer, <laughs> hey, hey, this morning they enter my head, so I need help. My help, oh. I have insecurities. My help, I have needs. My help, I don't know what to do. My help. I'm not ashamed to to run into your breath. Hey, my friends are blowing, and I want to blow like that, but I know I need your help. I need your help, Jesus. There is something running to to your presence. I've given you a series of occasions where sin was about to imprison me, imprison me to lost. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. To the glory of God, see the amount of people that God has brought to this ministry. Imagine if there was a scandal looming somewhere. That Pastor Olumide at some point, at some time, at some place, in some country, in some nation, was frolicking with some lady. Somebody's testimony would have been dented. Not because God is not good, but because I did not choose to resist lost. Sin imprisons. The next thing sin does, sin makes kings, it makes them slaves. Sin makes kings slaves. Because as much as I can tell you that, oh, I, I overcame this, I overcame that, there were some that still knocked me flat out on the floor. And I became a slave to them. I remember when I was a slave to masturbation, Jesus Christ. It was like as if every single battle that I won, the enemy took it back against me in masturbation. I was struggling, I was not letting go. And it seemed like as if it was going to be a definition to my life. But yet again, I came to him. And I came to his service. And one thing that one man said that liberated me so much, he says, Olumide, God is not asking you to stop certain things. He is asking you to start certain things. For so long, I thought that until I stop masturbation before I am worthy, 
And God is saying, no, no, you don't get it. I am the one that make clean. You want to make yourself clean, then you come. No, I make, it is my blood. It's not your blood. It's like saying that if I keep a, a stained cloth on the anger long enough, it will go clean. No, you need soap. Jesus is my soap. He's the one that washes me clean. He's my homo. And he said, come If you truly behold me, what is sin? Love for something God says don't do. If you love God and you truly love him, you will not have time to love the things he said don't do. Equation. So he started to bring me to a love relationship with him. And I remember that time. The man of God said, Olumide, if you read five chapters Monday to three chapters Monday to Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, you read five, five chapters each, you finish the Bible in a year. You can try it out. And for once, I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself to this cause. I'm going to show that I really want to break free and I really want to love God. And like I started doing it, and the first week I will struggle, I will fall, I will rise. I will struggle, I will fall, I will rise. Two weeks I will do maybe three times. Three weeks I will do maybe two times. Four weeks I will do maybe one time. Till six weeks came, nothing happened. Then I said that something is working in me, Olumide. Something is changing in me. This thing that was three times a day is now becoming once in four weeks. Something is happening, Olumide. If we are doing this thing, it's working. No, Naga, it's working. And it got to a time in my life, three months down the line, not even an appetite for it. And I'm talking about maybe 2012 till date. Not an appetite. Oh, you're saying, hey, now because you don't marry now, <laughs> you have no head. You have no head. Our association of married men, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who told you? <laughs> if it's an addiction, it's an addiction. Forget, you cannot escape it because you married. Aha. Yes. Marrying one wife is not a cure to being everywhere in the world. If you don't deal with it, when you get into marriage, your wife will not be enough. So what about those ones that flood me? What about those ones that made the king in me make me look like a slave? A slave to it. I still found love. So I'm saying that love can help you stand strong. Love can, when you fall, rise you up again. Is somebody getting me? And that's the love that we are talking about, guys. So when you remember Easter, it's not the eggs. It's not the public holiday that has made Friday and Monday look like a work-free day. It's this immense sacrifice that has kept you standing. And it's not just one thing that was done. It's something that keeps happening. You know why? Because every day you are, you are sent the throne of grace. The third thing sin does, sin seeks to take control. Control. I found out something about myself. Every time, I'm sure if I say this, a lot of you will find some semblance. The moment you sin against God, often than not, what's the first thing that you want to stop doing? Come, pray. Read your Bible. Come to church. How is it that I offend you and my response to offending you is avoiding you? But I love you. Why? Something controls me. It has to be, it's not logical now, right? It's, it's, no, is it logical? My wife is not here. If I love my wife, which I do, and I offend her, 
but something now makes me go far away from the one I love instead of coming to her to ask for forgiveness. It means that I'm not walking in the logical sense of love. Something has taken control of me. So I found out that one of the things sin seeks to do is to control you. So I shake myself away. And that is why songs like, I'm no longer a slave to sin. That's where your identity comes in. I am a child. I'll give you another story. There was this day I was young. My mother literally told me, it was like as if she was looking at the future that day. She said, Lumi, they go and fetch water outside. When you fetch water outside, don't fight with anybody. I'm not even a fighter. Gentleman, let me, I'm not a fighter. I don't even fight. So she was not picking an inference from something. I don't fight. But for, for, for some funny reason, she just said, they don't fight. Oh, I don't want to hear anything. But I get to this place that we are fetching water. Because there was no water, all of us lined our buckets. So some of you already have an understanding of my background. So that I was not all prim and proper and rosy. Yeah. And this girl just came from nowhere. She pushed my bucket. Ah. You don't mean it. That's how she locked my shirt. The kick I kick her bucket, it is my own kick that now broke her bucket. The push she pushed my own bucket did not break my bucket. So when we are looking for evidence, who was the one that did the damage? And guess what this girl did? This girl took my bucket and ran to her house. I chased this girl. Don't even, if you, don't ask me if I was running. This girl ch- took the bucket to her house. Her mother took my bucket, locked it. She said, I'll go and bring your mother. Ah! Why is it this day? We can't settle this amicably. So, my mother is at work, hoping that there's water in the house because the boy she put in the house should be wise enough to have water. Now, mommy comes home and there is no water. No, no, no. There is even a court case that mommy is supposed to attend that needed physical in... Physical what? As eh? Appearance. And my mother came that day. And I didn't know how I was going to tell her. But I had to because missing bucket, missing water, something is going wrong. So I told her and my mother was like, check Alosibe. Then we went there and the woman just said, oh, how are you, man? Nice to meet you. you see, that was when life was still okay. It's not now. I don't think this kind of relationship happened now. The woman just said, oh, no, my children, my child and your child were fighting. I didn't feel that it was right. So I just wanted to know who the mother is. Even that is a sob. But she said, I just wanted to know, you know, which family he hails from. The woman didn't ask for money. I just wanted to know which family he hails from. You know, this children in our neighborhood, we need to know each other. Blah, 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 blah. And my mother was like... Okay. Eshema. It's okay. And the woman said, Ejoma, don't beat that boy. Please. Don't beat that boy. My mother said, Eshema. <laughs> Guys, you know the shocking thing? My mother did not beat me. Now, that is a woman's love. You don't get what shade, my mommy. I, I literally brought my mama to the punk bay of Aye. I brought her to the outside of the world for her to be ridiculed. The, the beating will be till infinity. But at that one thing that I thought would require the biggest amount of flogging, mercy came there. And that is my mother that can also go angry 
and has flogged me before and the cane entered my eye and I went to church with a stony eye and I told people that I hit my head on a pole. That is a woman that loves me to beats but out of that love is expressed in Canaan. But my father's love, he said, Olumide, when you do the most awful, I'm like this. Don't let them say that my son is a destitute. Come on. We will fix you. Come on. And you will think that like your father, he has a cane at the back of his belt. So that when you say, come home, it's like this. No. When he says, come home, the only thing he brings from the back is bring the signature ring. Bring the coat of many colors. Clothe this one. Even when Adam sinned, God committed the first murder in the Bible. He killed an animal just to cover their nakedness. If it is me, a Nigerian wearing ho ho, you will walk naked. You will know that when I said that you will be dead, you will see. That is what you suffer. Be walking with all your stuff in the open. God said that, you know what? I just created this goat. It's my creation, but this one is more. I value this one more. I will kill this one just to clothe this one. And he will do it again because he did it with a goat. So he had no problem doing it with his only son just so that he can catch all of us. That love is not the kind of one that you should run away from. Don't let sin take control. When you sin, run back to the Father. I will run, run to you. I'm not going anywhere. Ay, 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 ay. I'm not going anywhere. This kind of love makes me run back to you. I will run, run to you. Run, run to, you. to you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. The last sin, the last thing that sin does, sin is an employer of labor. Sin is an employer of labor. And every laborer is worthy of his what? He's worthy of his reward. He's worthy of his wages. The Bible says the reward or the wages of sin is what? Death. But you know we normally stop there. But what is the continuation? Did he say the works needed? He says, but the gifts of God are eternal life. And that's why John 3.16 says, for God so what? Loved the world. That he gave. So that everyone would not perish but have what? Eternal life. That is the gift. So when sin, and listen to this because it will liberate somebody. When sin becomes an employer of labor, because we're all born into sin, so what it means is that on a default, we were already employed by the nature of sin mean that we were already supposed to be collecting the reward of what? Death. Have you seen when a company wants to poach you from another company? I'll give you an example because I have a story there. When I was about to leave my former employee to the current one that I was working now, this company said that, Olumide, because of how good we see you are, we want you to start working now. Ah, I say, ah, there's going to be a problem. What's the problem? You see this current company that I'm working, they said I need to give them two years minimum in lieu of work, what do they call it? Um, notice. Or I pay them two months salary. 
And guess what this company that I currently work for says? You know what? We'll pay it. Because sin is an employer, Jesus comes and he says, how much is he on you? I want his soul now. And sin comes and says, sir, I know you are king, but you cannot uh, come and be bravadoing yourself. Eh? We need money. We need things. And he says, you need what? What is bigger than my blood? Take my blood. Because sin is an employer. And sin seeks to take. When God needs to buy you back, even God has to redeem you with something even greater. And that is the logic of the blood of Jesus. That's the logic. That he that was without sin became sin so that you that were sinful can now be redeemed. So can somebody now appreciate when you fall into sin. Now, the only thing showed me this and I was so marveled. He said, this is how it happens. You came into the world and you entered into a wrong programming. Now for those that do, in, do a little bit of IT, they will understand what I'm trying to say. You come into a wrong programming and you are malfunctioning. Let's look at sin as you malfunctioning. The things that you don't want to do, you are doing it. You are malfunctioning. Then something comes into your DNA and says, oh, there was a bug at birth. But we now have the fixing solution. You know, there are sometimes that you buy a car and they say, oh, that car is being recalled. And they take the car back and they put in some engineering and that car becomes free of that problem. Jesus comes and he says, ah, I see that what is missing is me. Now I'm coming. I infuse my DNA inside of you. And all of a sudden, you now enter into the default setting of righteousness. Now that righteousness is not the one you earned. It's not the one that you worked for. It's the one that was freely given. Because it is freely given, you don't need to start to act like as if you worked for it. You walk into it. Did somebody get that? You don't act like as if you worked for it. No, you walk into it. The same way some of you, the moment I tell you that, oh, you never knew this, but sometime when you were in your 15-year-old age, somebody called me and said, um, Toby is going to come to your church in the next few couple of years. I'm keeping 40 billion pounds for Toby so that when she comes to church on Easter Sunday, you can award it to her. The moment I show Toby that, Toby, this has your name on it. This was paid for you. The moment I give it to her, Toby doesn't have to ask me, eh, what do people do to and 45 billion pounds. Automatically, Toby changes the status. Binelian alert. All of a sudden, Toby starts to tell you, um, P.O., I think there are certain things in this church that needs to be jigged. I just feel like this place is too small. Can we, like, use National Stadium next week? She starts to enter a consciousness of a billionaire. The programming changed. And she started to work in a new programming. A new programming. A new programming of sin has no hold over me. A new programming that says, I'm not a bastard anymore. A new programming that says, God loves me. A new programming that says, I will make it. A new programming that says, no matter how bad the world is, I will prosper. A new programming. I'm not now trying to say, ah, so now that I'm not born again. Eh, no. I am now changed. For the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. dwells inside of me. And it quickens my mortal body. So Jesus has now become our new employer. And because he's now our new employer, everything that is his is ours. And that is why we do Easter, guys. To remember that everything that is his is now ours. I want you to tell yourself, everything that is God's is now mine. Everything that is God's 
is now mine. I want you to internalize it. Everything that is of God is now for me. Rise up on your feet. So you find out that freedom from sin does not come from dialogue. It comes from surrender. It comes from surrender to the cross. If there's anybody here, and you know that maybe you need to get this surrender thing right. Don't do like me and start to be ashamed that ah, they may look at me and say, this brother is coming out or this sister is coming out again. No, settle it once and for all. With all eyes bowed and all heads shut. Maybe you have been like Peter. You've promised that you will never leave God, but something happened in your journey. Some form of accident, some form of mishap, something you have no control over, something that maybe you could have done better, but for the sake of whatever happened, you just slipped up and you fell, and you've beaten yourself on that cross. God says, come to me, all you that labor, and I heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If there's anybody here that you are coming today in service and your heart is heavy because you feel that you have lost connect with God. I'm not saying that you are not born again. I know you are born again. I know. I know. But I'm saying you feel like you've lost connect with all eyes closed and all heads bowed. I just want you to raise your hand. Not so that we can humiliate you, but so that you can tell yourself that today I break out from this nature. I break out from this nature of guilt and sin. I break out from this nature that says I'm not worthy of the cross. I break out from this nature that says that I am not to be loved. Can you raise your hand and say, Father, I receive you again. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today, come in to stay, come in to my heart, Lord Jesus. I pray for that man, that woman in the house. I say from today, the, the power of the Lord will overshadow you. The love of God will wrap you in his embrace and it will let you know that you are the best thing that ever happened to him. Today, you are no longer in the constitution of the dead. You are now risen with Christ. Hope is alive in you today. I decree over you and all that you are going through that as you come to God, everything starts to fall like shackles. In the name of Jesus, I decree that the chains are broken. Whatever it is that is an addiction, that is a stronghold, that is something that, that you feel like you cannot break out from. Today, God is saying, I am about to set you free. And who would the Son have set free is free indeed. I decree right now that your liberty is sure. Receive your liberation and your freedom now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lastly, I want us to cry out for the Holy Spirit. Because this will be the only thing that would enable you to live a life that is free of sin. Never forget that you are already a child of God. So the right program is that you do not enjoy sin. But for you to now numb the flesh, which is the one that is always calling for sin, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you get that? It is the flesh that wants you to do a little this, a little that. So something as a higher power needs to cross-correct that thing to say, no, Lumide, you are no longer in this programming. The programming that you belong in does not allow this thing and there is power made available to overcome that. So cry out to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I want to be close to you. 
Take me deeper, deeper in love with you. Jesus, hold me close in your embrace. Come on, make that prayer your heart cry tonight. May take me deep. I want to be deeper, deeper than I've ever been before. I just want to love you more and how I long, how I long to be deep.